My mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hosted by Dan Mickle and brought to you by Soul Performance Academy. This is the podcast that answers your questions on mental performance training and takes a deeper dive into the world of performance psychology. You can reach us at podcast at properatmosphere.com or across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to hearing from you and now on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Proper Atmosphere. I am your host, Dan Mickle, and I'm so glad that you could join us for this episode. The Proper Atmosphere is a weekly podcast dedicated to exploring the world of performance psychology and helping people go from good to great. As always, you can reach me directly across all social media at RealDanMickle, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that great stuff, and on Facebook as well. And you can also email the show podcast at properatmosphere.com. This week's question comes from Joni in Wisconsin, and she says, Dear Coach Dan, I have a coach that I think is great, but he seems to spend a lot of time with certain players, giving them more instruction, almost like they are favorites. Do coaches actually have favorites? Well, Joni, that is a bit of a loaded question, because just like everything else, there may be good coaches and there may be bad coaches, and sometimes the bad coaches may have favorites for the wrong reasons. So let me preface this by saying this is not really an all or nothing situation. It is very dependent on the environment and the specific coaches. But what I can tell you is the majority of coaches that I've dealt with or know or watch and observe tend to have favorites, but not for the reason that you think. It's not because a player might bring them an apple like in the old school days or, you you know, do the extra things outside of practice or outside of the classroom to try and get attention. A lot of times the favorites develop because they're the ones actually putting in the hard work. They're the first ones there, the last ones to leave. They're the ones that are dependable. So the coach tends to rely on them and probably give them a little bit more attention because they feel that they're taking the message and the learning a little bit more to heart. Now, I know that can be a little bit disconcerting if you feel, you know, that you're not getting the same attention. So I guess my first question would be the easiest way to approach this is to look at what your actions are first. And that's not to put the blame or anything on anyone, but it's easier if we look at what we're doing first before we try and look at, you know, the actions and the, the world around someone else. So do you find yourself, are you the type of person that's coming in early for practice, helping set up, helping clean up, going a little bit above and beyond what is asked? 
And that's not saying that you have to do all these things. But again, if your concern is that other players might be getting a little bit more attention, that's where I would start. Am I doing the bare minimum to get by and try and be better? Or am I going above and beyond what is being asked of me? So then the coach knows that I'm really invested in the program or the teacher knows that you're really invested in the class and what you're doing as opposed to just, hey, I want to get this grade or I just want to get this varsity letter and move on. I'm not going to play in college. I'm just here for fun, which are all legitimate and fine responses, but then that's obviously where this conflict comes about whether or not coaches and or teachers have favorites. So how do we go about and getting into that sphere if that's what you want to do? If, if, if you think that the attention is lacking and you need to get more, my suggestion would be First, start doing a little bit more of the little stuff like we just talked about, you know, coming in early, leaving late, helping, you know, clean up, set up, tear down, whatever's kind of needed that isn't asked. Do it before you're asked. Secondly, approach your coach or your teacher and get a game plan. You know, hey, coach, what more can I work on? What can I do outside of practice or outside of the classroom to get better and bring more value to this program, team, classroom, you know, whatever your situation is. That will also put you on the radar, hopefully, for that coach or that teacher to let them know that you're willing to do the extra work and you're asking, and it can give, you know, a, a better path and a plan. And I think once you do that is where you'll start to see a little bit more of the attention. Now, again, there will be times, I'm sure, where there's coaches out there that, you know, it's their, their family friends or they're, you know, close with the parents and there could be that nepotism. And unfortunately, that is just one of the downsides or the dark sides of coaching and teaching that does happen. But I feel like it's a lot less than people actually want to give credit for. We, we quickly want to jump on the they're getting the extra attention and they're getting all the extra everything that we're doing because of an outside relationship or they're quote unquote sucking up to the coach or the teacher. And it really doesn't happen that way. Most of the times it's happening just because they notice the hard work and you're willing to do more. So they, they put more on you and they invest more time. They want to invest time in someone that they know is going to get the most out of it. If I know that a player is just there to have fun, be there with their friends versus a player who really wants this to be their passion, maybe they want to go on to college and, and play this sport or they want to go into college and this is their major. You're right. I probably will have a little bit of a bias and and want to work with them a little bit more because they're going to take more away from it. Again, it's not like we're saying we're ignoring all those other people, but there's just naturally going to be more of a relationship. And a lot of times it's because the learner, the, the, the student or the player wants to learn more. So they're asking a lot of those questions. So they're initiating those conversations and, and getting more of those feedback. So I, I guess that's where we have to start with is the problem that you're having. And the reason you ask this question is because you want more time with the coach and you want that attention or you're just bothered by how much attention they're getting. And, and that's kind of what you have to come to grips with. And like I said, if it's one of those where you're looking where you want more of the attention and you want to get more of the instruction, then you need to initiate that conversation. 
coaches have a limited bandwidth and they're probably putting out a lot of different fires. And that's not to say they're not willing to help you, but it may not be on their priority. But if you go to them and say, hey, I need help with this or what can I do to get to this next level? It now bumps you up and your situation in the priority and you'll probably get more of the attention. And those conversations can be tough, especially in the youth world. It might be tough to go to a coach and ask them. But that's what deepens that relationship. And then that's what gets you to that relationship where you want it to be. And again, why you ask this question. On the flip side, if it's not so much that you're looking for more, you're just bothered by that. There's not much you can or should do in that situation. Again, unless it's directly affecting you, and let's use the example of you're playing the same position as someone else, and you feel like that person is getting a lot more attention and instruction, you have to ask yourself why first. And automatically, our minds are going to want to go to some sort of nepotism or favoritism because of a relationship or, you know, the the kid's sucking up to the coach. But we need to look at it realistically and say, okay, is that kid outworking me? Again, is did maybe that player had already reached out to the coach and said, hey, I need more instruction. I want to get better, but I need more. So I wouldn't worry myself so much on why that's happening and focus more on how you can get into that situation, how you would be able to grow that relationship. And again, it's tough. This is a really tough topic because a lot of times there are bad coaches, unfortunately. There's bad everything. There's bad doctors. There's bad lawyers. There's bad judges. There's bad teachers. There's bad coaches. But I feel like in all those professions, the good by far outweigh the bad. But for whatever reason, and and, and we could actually get into the reasons with our our cognitive biases and, and, and what leads us that, we automatically think the negative that the coach doesn't like me, the teacher doesn't like me, and that's why this other player is getting more time than what I'm getting. We automatically want to go to that negative. And my suggestion is I don't think that that's always the case. So let's start the action with what we've been saying from the very beginning of this episode. Go to the coach, ask them that you want more feedback. You need more instruction. Get a plan. What do I need to do to get better? And I wouldn't approach it as what do I need to do to get into the game? I think it's better to phrase it in what can I do to get better? And then obviously if you get better, then it should be harder for you not to get more playing time. Does that make sense? We don't need to go directly to the reward, you know, the playing time or the accolades. We can go to... How can I get better at the process? How can I get more feedback, more instruction? And that in itself should lead to the better reward of the more playing time. So we don't even really need to address that. But again, this is a tough situation because it's uncomfortable. It also may come across that you have something against that other player or that other student, and you're kind of being vindictive against them. So you have to make it clear cut to the coach or the instructor or the teacher on what your motives are. Hey, coach, I just really want to get better at this skill or this part of the game. What's a good plan? How can we map this out so that I can work on this? And can you give me more feedback to help me grow? 
again, see how we're not asking to take attention away from the other player. We're just asking to be put into that same level. But to bring it full circle and back where we started, it all starts with what are you doing? Because if you're coming in just as you need to, or maybe you're late, you're barely doing the minimum of what is asked of you. That's probably where that conversation is going to start from the coach's side as well. You're not doing anything extra. You're asking for extra help, but you're not helping yourself to begin with. So to recap all this, Joni from Wisconsin asked if coaches have favorites. My quick response is yes, they do, but not typically for the reason that you might think. It is not social or nepotism. It is usually more about coaches have favorites and they're the ones that work hard and do the extra work. If you want to be in that category, then my suggestion is first look at yourself. So step one is look at yourself. Am I doing the extra? Am I doing extra film study? Am I coming into the weight room and getting extra you know, lifts? Am I coming in practice early? Am I staying late? Am I helping clean up and tear down? And am I helping maybe the JV team if I'm on varsity? You know, what are ways that you can go above and beyond what is just the expected for a member of your team? If you feel like you are and you're still not getting that attention or that feedback from the coach or the teacher, then the step is go to your coach, your teacher, your instructor and say, hey, my goal is to get better at this skill or become an overall better player or an overall better student. What is a plan or how can we map this out to help me? And are you able to give me more feedback on a regular basis on these items in the plan that we've come up to help me get to where I want to go? And then you can easily say coming into every practice or every class, hey, coach, remember, we're working on this today and I'm going to I'm going to practice really hard on this skill so I get better at it. And it's going to remind them like, oh, that's right. I need to give her feedback. I need to watch her a little bit more because she wants to grow. But a lot of times just coming in the gym and doing what's needed makes the coach think that you're just doing what needs to get by and they're going to put their attention on things that are going to help the game, whether that's fixing something that's wrong or making something that's working well even better. And that's where we fall into that category where the favorites seem to happen where the better players because the coach isn't trying to fix something that's wrong. The coach is trying to make something that's good even better. And that usually involves your top players. So much like everything that we talk about on this podcast is it comes down to having a plan and communicating with that coach or that leader. All right, Jenny, I hope that helps you out. Please shoot us an email and let us know how it works out if you have that discussion or where you're at. If you have any other questions, let us know. And again, for everyone, you can reach us at the Proper Atmosphere uh, email podcast at properatmosphere.com. And you can reach me directly across all social media at Real Dan Mickle. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Proper Atmosphere the weekly podcast dedicated to exploring the world of performance psychology and helping people go from good to great. I look forward to talking and interacting with all of you on our next episode. Please like, share, rate, leave, uh, leave a rating 
and a recommendation for the podcast. We would love to see this grow. And most importantly, please interact. Let's have some discussion on these topics so we can expand them and we can all continue to grow together. But that only happens with your interaction. So comment on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and let's get this conversation going. Peace, much love, and I will see everyone next episode. And remember, don't suck. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Proper Atmosphere, hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by Soul Performance Academy. Please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.